0: it's Monday and by now we should all know what that means and if you don't I'm about to tell you. It's time to talk about ghost with me kev Hi that's what the introduction says anyway it's the title of the show. we are going to talk about the paranormal that's what we do here but we do it not necessarily tongue-in- cheek, but we do it a bit with a bit of levity shall we say. So we have all the usual segments for you today. I'm going to do a paranormal review, so you don't have to do it for yourself, because why would you? Then we're going to tell your true paranormal experiences, and then we're going to head over to the corner, which is owned by the one and only Becca, and see what dark and detailed things she's found from the corners of Reddit. Anyway, before we do any of that, I firstly hope you're all well, which is the podcaster's mantra, but I mean it. They all lie. I truly mean it. I'm sincere. I mean, they all mean it too, I'm sure. And secondly, we're going to say a big thank you to all of our wonderful Patreons. Now, when you sign up to Patreon, not only do you receive... Two additional shows each and every week. Yes, you do. A full extra hour just for Patreons every week. There is over 200 hours worth of Patreon-only content over there, if you like this type of thing. One show of the week is a ramble where I just talk, and you can see I like to do that. And the second show we do is a paranormal discussion or we try to do a paranormal discussion. And that's normally me and Becca, which we release on a Sunday. So you get a midweek ramble or towards the end of the week ramble. And you also get a paranormal show on a Sunday where it's just me and Becca shooting the breeze and trying to talk about ghosts. Um, Yeah, so it's worthwhile, I think, anyway. So if you like this sort of jazz head over to patreon.com forward slash we need to talk about ghosts. And when you do so, not only do you get all of that extra content, but I also write a little song with your name in it as a thank you. And we have four wonderful new Patreons this week. We have R.S. Friedenberg, Nick Johnson, X. Feisty Fox and Kelly Tripovich. And this song is for you, for the guitar is well and truly out. Anyway, this is for you. Oh yeah, we've had people sign up to the patron, and I like to sing a little song to say thank you. So here's the following names that's on the patron: they're helping the show go and keeping the lights on too. There's R.S. Friedenberg Bird, and Nick Johnson. X, Fasty Fox and Kelly Triple H. Thank you. messed up that C7 at the end, but it was a seventh. We did end it on a seventh. Well done, Kevin. Thank you, Kevin. Although the falsetto was a bit dodgy, wasn't it? Anyway, thank you guys for signing up. I hope you enjoy the hour per week of extra content. Tried to make that sound dramatic, didn't I? But it is four hours a month, know what I mean? And there's over 200... There's about 250 hours, if I'm being truthful. Over there, just for Patreons to binge through, background noise for when you're painting a fence, putting up a shelf, mowing the lawn, and several other human admin tasks. Anyway, thank you, guys. If you want to become a Patreon, head over to patreon.com forward slash We Need to Talk About Ghosts. Right now, let's have a paranormal review, shall we? Yes, it's that time of the week where I like to review something paranormal just for you guys, and then you can decide whether you check it out or you don't. It's that simple. And this is a film we're going to review, and it's one that I would have assumed I'd have done by now because it's one of my favourite and, I think, a deeply interesting occult film. And it is none other than The Ninth Gate, featuring none other than Mr Johnny Depp and being reviewed by none other than me. I just wanted to say by none other, again. Anyway, if you haven't watched The Ninth Gate already, let me give you a brief synopsis. Now, taken directly from Netflix, it says, an international search for a rare copy of a book brings an unscrupulous book dealer deep into a world of murder, double-dealing, and satanic worship. Now, you don't need me to tell you how good an actor Johnny Depp is. I mean, I don't know whether he's like Marmite, or whether some people love or hate him. I think he's... Majorly loved, isn't he? I think as an actor. Anyway, but he's phenomenal in this. He plays his part really well and he plays the part of the sleazy book dealer. Now, within his world, he basically, you know, he'll go into somewhere and if somebody's got a really rare book because he deals in rare books he'll be like um oh it's not it's only worth a quid that i'll give you tell you what i'll give you two quid and the person's like wow double amazing and then he goes and sells it for 10,000 or something you know so he's a bit of a con man in in the book world but then he gets hired by someone to find four particular books okay now the interesting thing with these four particular books they're all copies of the same book but they all have slight differences in and apparently the legend within the film is If you find the correct version of the book, you're able to summon the devil himself and make him do your bidding. But it gets more complex than that. And you'll see why when you watch the film. But there are, I mean, it doesn't rely on jump scares, this film. It's very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Cerebral. It's very cerebral, like the sort of storyline throughout, and there's a lot of, character turns in it, that's not a spoiler, but you know, like where you expect someone's nice and they're not, or you expect someone's not nice and they are. There's lots of that going on throughout, but you can kind of never guess who's who. That's not a very good description. But, my point being, is it's an excellent watch. And if you're into the occult, if you're into the paranormal, if you're into, you know, not an override, if you're not into gore, you know the way there's like a lot of horror films which are just gore and splatter and people with axes and people getting hung and all that, carry on. If you're into if you're not into all that but you're still into the paranormal this is an excellent film because it's not a gore fest it is a very dark film in fact I'll go as far as to say I am very well I'm not surprised because you know curses etc they're all up for debate anyway aren't they but, you know, I, I as you know, I've done a talking heads piece for the series Cursed Films 2, where I covered Rosemary's Baby and the alleged curses around that film, because there's that whole idea, when you try and expose the devil, he tries and finds he tries to find a way to stop it all, to stop production, and that's why they say, in The Exorcist, all this happened, and when we were filming Rosemary's Baby, all this happened because the devil was trying to stop production because apparently the devil doesn't want you to point out the fraud that he is why he's asked i don't know but i'm surprised given how dark the detail is in this film and what the topic is and there's you know subjects of conjuring him up and how you go about it i'm surprised there are no stories revolving around this film in the way there are other great occult films like the omen like rosemary's baby like the exorcist this film should be cursed i think (laughs) Um, And what a strange statement to make, but I do think this film, you know, I might have a look after I've said all this and get me eye wiped and it'll say, oh, it's one of the most cursed films ever. But either way, the cat jumps, I will say this. If you want two hours worth of occult entertainment, you could do a lot worse than heading over to Netflix and press and play on the film The Ninth Gate. So for me, it's one of my favourite little occulty type films, and it's definitely two thumbs up to the sky. Hooray! It's time for my favourite part of the week, and I mean that. It's where I get to read out your true paranormal experiences. Now, as long-time listeners of the show will know, I don't proofread these emails before I read them for two reasons. One, I want my reaction at the end of saying the email to be genuine. You know, if it terrifies me, I want you to know. I don't want to edit it down and then act surprised at the end. So I don't know what's coming in these emails, and that's why I really enjoy doing them. Anyway, you will also know, and this class this as a shout out again, if you've got a paranormal story, I say this every week, send it in to contact at talkaboutghosts.com and I will feature it at this point. Now, if I say that every week, one of our listeners got in touch and said, I've sent you an email twice and that's bad of me because I'm really, really shit at admin, you know, in terms of like, have I read that or have I not? And so I've missed this twice, so that's just slap on the wrist for me. But please do send in your stories, contact at talkaboutghosts.com. Anyway, the listener has got back in touch and said, yeah, I've sent this in twice. It's all right if you don't want to read it. And I was like, I'm really sorry. I'm just crap as a human being. I'm going to read it out this week. And so this week, we're going to read that story, okay? Now, they wish to remain anonymous. And their email goes thus. Hey, Kev. Hey. Becca, hey, and the neighbor's cat. Wow. Please keep me anonymous. There you go, I have. I'm a big fan of your other podcast, The Dark Paranormal, but never submitted any of my stories because I didn't feel they were long enough. So when I heard about this podcast, We Need to Talk About Ghosts, and saw you read a lot of short stories, I just knew I had to write mine down. I've actually sent these stories back in September last year, but never heard them on the podcast. Bad Kevin. Honest to God, Kevin. I reread them and realised I'm not a very good storyteller. I guess that's why I'm not the one with the podcast, lol. No, you're not a bad storyteller, Anonymous. You're not. I'm a terrible podcaster. Not literally. You know, I just mean in terms of admin. I think I'm alright in terms of the speaking part. The admin part, maybe not so well. Anyway, they continue. I've made some edits, got rid of some fluff, and added some additional relevant information, which I forgot to mention originally. Hopefully this submission will be good enough to make the grade this time. Your original one would have been too. I'm sincerely apologising for not reading it out. Anyway, this is the email from our anonymous listener. I was born and raised in the States. I've been a believer in the paranormal all my life with a healthy amount of scepticism. I've only had one personal paranormal experience over the course of my 39 years, but I've also heard several stories from immediate family members. I didn't know about all of the experiences my family members had until I shared my own. So I'll start with my story in October 2007. My family had a nice finished basement. On weekends, I would come home for the night. Sometimes I would be ready to go to sleep. So if no one else was in the basement, I would go down there and watch TV. On this particular night... I stayed up until about 4am watching TV, when I decided to go to sleep. I didn't feel like walking from the basement of the second floor to go to bed. So I just turned off the TV and rolled over on the couch with my back to the doorway and tried to go to sleep. Immediately, I got the feeling that I was being watched. I had never felt that feeling so strongly as I did in that moment. I couldn't brush it off. I rolled back over to look into the doorway... There was some faint moonlight coming through the small basement windows that illuminated the room. There was a fan blowing on the other side of the room, which did create a slight breeze. As I looked in the doorway, I saw the silhouette of a woman. It was hard to make out her features, but it looked like she was wearing a long nightgown, and there appeared to be some rope hanging from her. But I wasn't sure where the rope was hanging from. It just looked like it was waving in the breeze of the fan, along with her nightgown. I was startled, and I shouted in a nervous voice, Mum? I got no response. I reached over to grab the remote to turn the TV back on, as this was my only reachable light source. Remember, this was October 2007, and my phone did not have a flashlight on it at the time. As the TV illuminated the room... The figure faded away. I had to quickly walk over to that same doorway so I could turn on the room light. I turned off the TV and had to run through that same doorway so I could go to my room and get some sleep, or at least try to. But I couldn't sleep after that. I told my mum about this and what I saw, and she said, I believe you, I was afraid of this. I said, what do you mean? She then went on to tell me that the lady who lived in the house before the family sold it had hung herself in the home. I had no idea until that moment. I was creeped out and never stayed up that late again. I asked her if she'd ever experienced anything like that, and she said she did once. She said years ago when we lived in a different house and my siblings and I were just small toddlers she was raking leaves in our front yard with her back towards the front of the house, when suddenly, she was grabbed by the shoulders and spun around to face the house. She claimed she heard a woman's voice shout, Go check on the baby! My mum immediately ran into the house and was able to stop my younger brother from climbing out of his crib, a fall that likely would have harmed him very badly. My mum said she knew we had a ghost in the home at that point, but she also knew it was a benevolent spirit. The stories don't end there. I'm the oldest of seven kids. For privacy, I'm going to call my youngest brother Tim. When Tim was six years old, I was 17, and we shared a room together. My brother Tim was the coolest little kid, and we all adored him. Our friends all adored him and he knew it. He was the little brother that you didn't mind having as a tag-along. So when Tim woke me up at 2.30am one night, and asked me to send my weird friend home, because he woke him up and wouldn't stop staring at him, I believed him, even though I saw no one else in the room with us. This was completely out of character for Tim and he knew he didn't need to do anything like that if he just wanted attention from me. As far as I was aware, that was the only time Tim saw anything strange, and I simply said, "Okay, time to leave, bud. I assume the entity left, because Tim then said, thanks. He then walked around something that wasn't there, like passing by someone who was walking out of the room, crawled back into bed, and went to sleep. My younger sister, I'll call her Kaylee, when she was three years old and just learning to form sentences, she would talk to a man who lived in her wall. Whenever Kaylee mentioned him, we would ask her if he ever spoke to her, but she said no, and she never spoke to him. So that gave us some relief. She simply said she would see a man walk into her wall from time to time. As she got older, she never mentioned him again, and she lived in that same room until she moved out in her 20s. I often wonder if it was the same entity Tim saw that one night, but I guess I'll never know for sure. When we now tell her about the story she would tell us about the man that lived in the Wall, she now says she has no recollection of any of that. I do have one last story. I served in the US Marine Corps, and during that time... I lived in a newly built barracks building on Camp Lejeune, North Carolina. One of the other Marines claimed his room was haunted. He said sometimes he would wake up in the middle of the night and see another Marine, that was not his roommate, walk into their restroom. When he would get up to see who was in his room, no one would be there. He said this exact thing would happen several times over the course of living there. He'd wake up, see the Marine walk into the restroom, go look to see if he was still there, but he'd be gone. We don't know this for a fact, but there is a lot of speculation that a Marine committed suicide in there at some point. But like I said, we just don't know. The building was fairly new, so I really don't know what to make of that. Thanks so much for letting us share our stories on your platform. I don't know about everyone else, but I found writing this rather therapeutic. I can't just walk around telling people I've seen a ghost without it coming up in conversation. They just think I'm nuts. So being able to write this and share it with people willing to leave their disbelief at the door felt very relieving, like a weight was lifted. Apologies for any grammatical errors and keep doing what you're doing. Love your channels and love Reddit Corner with Becca. Have a great day. Anonymous. Well thank you so much anonymous both firstly for your patience and secondly for those stories because they are amazing. I've literally got that vision in me head of a woman stood in a doorway with a rope hanging we now know from her neck. So that's bloody nice isn't it? That's terrifying. That is truly terrifying. And your brother with the old um can you do me a favor can you get rid of your weird mate who's staring at me and when you say okay I'll I'll go along with it just please leave he then walks around this figure. No, just going to shiver down my spine thinking about that. No way. But thank you, Anonymous. And you know what? I don't really think about that. Like, the thank you for the lovely comments and words at the end. But I don't really think about how, you know, how it must be to feel like, you know, shit, I've seen a ghost. I can't tell no one. And, and the job that podcasts like mine, you know, and there's plenty of them out there. But, you know... It, it must be a relief for some people to just be able to be like, "I'm going to write this down and send it in, and someone's going to believe me." I I can't, um, I can't fully grasp that because I believe everything, and I'm I will happily say to people, "I believe in ghosts. Tell me a ghost story. I've got loads for you." Do you know what I mean? And I'm not asked if people think I'm a nutter. So it's an interesting perspective that I've, I've never really thought about. Those kind words you've said at the end. And, you know, I'll extend that out to all Paranormal Podcasts who do a similar thing that I do. So well done, team. You know, apparently we're given a platform for people to share their experiences. So to all my fellow Paranormal Podcasters, long and wide, keep doing what you're doing. Let us give these people a chance to speak their truth. Sorry, speak their truth is from this fucking... We're watching this Married Affairs site Australia, Right. And I would I never watch reality TV, but I'm a bit hooked on it because Becca started watching it. I was reading something and kept, like, flicking my eyes up at the TV. And then I got an opinion on it. And then I was like, okay, we can watch another one. And now I'm hooked to the fucking thing. And they use phrases like, I'm going to speak my truth and things like this. And, you know, um, or, I'm going to hold you responsible for that. You need to own this. You know all phrases which make you go, ugh, anyway. But anyway, thank you, Anonymous, for your wonderful, terrifying tales. And I think this is a fitting time for us to head over to that corner which is owned by the one and only Becca. I called her Rebecca last week. She didn't like that. So, over to Becca's Reddit corner right now. Ladies and gentlemen, now it is time for Paranormal Reddit Corner with Becca. Okay, so it's that time of the week. It is my favourite time of the week. I know I say this for everything, but I truly mean it when I'm in your presence. I don't believe you. I don't believe you. You're telling lies. I don't
1: believe you.
0: <laughs> I don't believe it. How are you doing?
1: Yeah, I'm okay. How are you?
0: I'm okay. How's your corner? It's fine, yeah. yeah. Yeah? We went off for tapas last night, didn't we? We did, yeah. Did you it enjoy
1: good. it? I did, yeah. It was very good. I was all right with it.
0: Uh, that just was, all right. Just all right. It didn't feel too great when I come back. I'm being honest. It might have been the four litres of coke that I drank throughout the night and the two coffees and the two coffees. Yeah. So it was up till about two a.m.
1: Might it be that and not? It <laughs> might be that
0: and not the food.
1: <laughs> I mean, very much as well. With tapas, we shared everything. So
0: yeah, and you feel all right.
1: Yeah, fine.
0: Yeah. So yeah, you know, maybe it was just the the copious amount of caffeine.
1: Yeah, you really need to liquid. stop ordering a pint of coke every time I have a drink.
0: It. Yeah, I do. Yeah, it's a very good point. It's a very good point. I really do. Um, so you're wearing more or less all black. So you're in the mood for a, a sort of a spooky tale. You're feeling quite spooky and getting that vibe.
1: <laughs> that is not why I wear black.
0: <laughs> well, why do we both wear black? Are we turned or like, do you think, you know, that we like, oh, like dog owners start to look like the dogs and, and vice versa. Do you think that we both inadvertently are trying to dress like the cat? <laughs> like, as in we, cause she's black with white socks.
1: Well, we haven't.
0: Maybe we need to get white socks. Well, you did buy us black socks that looked like calf feet.
1: Yeah, it was adorable.
0: It was, it was adorable, yeah. <laughs> and you but, wear them. Do you remember that time when you, you FaceTimed me from Saudi Arabia and <laughs> I was lying on the couch here watching <laughs> TV and you were a couple of hours ahead, you were in bed and you were like, Guess what I've got on? And you pointed the camera at your toes, and I was like, <laughs> "So do I." And they we were like, "They we were quite yeah. cute, though, thousands of miles apart." Yeah, adorable. We were adorable. And then
1: you went into the bedroom, and the neighbor's cat was there, and she was
0: stretching out a little paw, wasn't she? As yeah, if to say, so like, am I. "Yeah, look at mine.
1: Look at mine too."
0: In our mind, anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we yeah. are, of course, in your paranormal Reddit corner. We do mm-hmm. have to say um, a big shout out to someone this week. I said we were going to save it for Reddit corner. Um, and it's one of our Patreon's wives. It's Anthony's wife, the chairman of the board. Those who've been with us since day one. The once was a tier. The once was a tier. The once was a tier on Patreon where you could be, you could pay a certain amount and become the chairman of the Ouija board. So right. you're like chairman of the board, but mm-hmm. chairman of the Ouija board.
1: I understand that. Uh, yeah.
0: And then we got rid of that tier. But um, it's the first member of that was um Anthony. Okay. And anyway, his wife is currently... Fighting cancer at the minute. Oh. And listens to the show and she's putting up obviously the bravest of brave fights. Mm. And uh, he said if you give her a shout out, it'd like make a day. Oh. So I've, I've asked her a name but he hasn't got back yet. <laughs> right, okay. so currently, unfortunately she's just known as Anthony's wife. Okay. But I'm sure that um
1: go on Anthony's wife, go you've on got, Anthony's this. Wife,
0: you have got this. We know we believe in you. We've just high fived, but um
1: We're rooting for you, Anthony's wife, very much.
0: Certainly are. And also for you, Anthony, it's never easy for the family either. But you know what? We think you've got this. In fact, we know you've got this. Come on, guys.
1: So, this Reddit Corner's for you.
0: Yes, it is Consider indeed. this a dedication. It is a dedication. And um, so, what we're going to look at today is... Um, I've lost it now. After all, after all my talking to you about wearing black, I've lost it. So now this bon, is bon, obviously... Bon,
1: bon. Do you wear it for the poor and beaten down? For what? Bum, 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 bum. What? I'd love to wear a rainbow every day. What are
0: you doing? Are you and possessed? tell the world
1: that everything's okay.
0: What are you doing?
1: <laughs> Johnny Cash, Man in black.
0: Oh, why well, does? What's the downtrodden bit you're on about?
1: Um, so basically, obviously, as you know, Johnny Cash was the man in black. Yeah, but he wears it as a. As a like a representation in the song "Man in Black," he mm. wears it as a representation for for basically all the negativity with people in the world. Like um, I wear it for the thousands who've died, like in wars and things, believing that the Lord was on their side. And he wears it for a lot of people. And he says, "Um, but until we start making you make a few things right, you'll never see me wear a suit of white."
0: Very good. Mm-hmm. Or was he just a bit tubby? You know, you gotta ask nice, that. But it's not the so that's, that's why I wear it. It's not the same song, is it? <laughs> bum, 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 bum. I'm a little tubby man and I only wear black. Dum, da, da, dum. That's my excuse. <laughs> People say, hey, a bit of a goth, bit of a rocker. I go, no, I'm a bit tubby, actually. And it hides it well. Um, anyway, if you can hear a crunch, that's because obviously the neighbour's cat. There she goes, has decided. Oh, record. The microphone's out, is it? Where's my drum? Anyway, today's experience from Reddit is called My Poet. My- can't speak. Ba-da-ba-da-ba. My parents. Why
1: are you saying the title? It's my job.
0: That is your, your job. I'm going to hand this over to you. But it's only from nine hours ago, so it's fresh off the Reddit's press.
1: Okay, super. So this is in ghost
0: stories. This is within the subreddit of ghost stories. Mm,
1: okay. Welcome to Reddit Corner with Becca. Thank you. The title of this story is "My Parents' Haunted
0: Neighborhood." Oh,
1: interesting. Not house, neighborhood.
0: Neighborhood mm. in my hip kind of a literal ghost town. A literal ghost town. Let's well, see. Well, well, we've no idea, but anyway, let's, let's, let's find out. Let's to, begin. Will you pipe down? I can't. I'm
1: desperately trying to begin. I've had three
0: you coffees. Just... What do you want?
1: Why have you had three coffees when you had so much coke and coffee last night?
0: Because I did think that actually, when I woke up and I felt a bit ill because I had so much coffee, and I was like, I shouldn't start with the coffee. But it's then... not
1: even noon yet. You've had three.
0: Yeah, and I've just had us that mushroom coffee dropped off by the postman, so I've made one of them.
1: <laughs> right? Shall I? May I?
0: (laughs) Yes, and immediately after that, if you don't mind pressing two nines on the phone and get ready to press the third, just in case it keel over from a cardiac arrest. But anyway. Let's begin. Let's begin.
1: My parents live in a community in the desert of southwestern US. After graduating college, I spent some time living at their house, going through the misery of unemployment and applying for jobs. Being away from the city, their neighbourhood can get really dark at night, especially when there's no clouds or moon. Sorry, especially when there's clouds or no moon. This neighbourhood has had some issues with the paranormal. Oh. People have posted on the Facebook community page asking if anyone has had strange experiences with the comments on the post blowing up with people sharing encounters. I think that, we need oh. to see that.
0: You okay. Did you hear that little squeak? That's Sorry, the, the cat mid story. She must have seen something. Mm-hmm. But, oh, she's freaked yeah. out by the story. But anyway.
1: Dogs barking and growing at entities not visible in the house.
0: Growling at entities. I'd imagine not growing at entities.
1: Sorry, as I say, yes, growing, say at growing, sorry, growing yeah. growling yeah, sorry.
0: <laughs> Dog seven foot. It must have seen an entity.
1: <laughs> sorry, yeah. Dogs barking and growling at entities not visible in the house. Silverware and dishes going missing over time, only to later find it mysteriously in their attic. Shadow mm. figures, etc. I think we need to see this thread. It, yeah, really it does sound
0: very good. Also, I do like the thing the way they described it, the items going missing over time. Like, you know, it's like mm. partially material like is that played there or not? I can't tell. That's not what they mean and you know it. I know, I mean facetious. Don't be a tit. Oh, fucking hell, Becca. Jesus. Don't expect <laughs> that from someone with a master's degree. <laughs> it's common slime like Will me, you? maybe, but not you. Will you pipe down? Sorry.
1: On. One night, I was alone at their house watching TV. My parents were gone on vacation back east. My parents have this odd cat who is the living definition of scaredy cat. Even though it enjoys going outside, the cat won't go unless you're out there with it. Aww. If you go back inside, the cat will immediately be cowering in the windows, begging to be let in.
0: Aww. Well
1: leap the door open for a yeah. second. Why are you closing the door immediately it's after you see Odd. Yeah. As I was watching TV, the cat comes darting past my feet to the sliding glass door that opens to the backyard. She was in the low, sneaky position cats get when they see something they want to hunt slash attack. We've seen that before. Seen we call that, it sniper mode, sniper don't we? Mode, yeah, Literally yeah. like dead low on the ground, like yeah. proper sniper.
0: Belly to the floor. Yeah.
1: She was frozen and fixated on something in the back corner of the yard. Out of curiosity of what the cat was seeing, I opened the sliding glass door and let it out. The cat immediately runs up to the bushes in the corner of the yard and stops, still in the low, sneaky position. I walk outside, wondering what in the world is going on. This was one of those dark nights without a moon in the sky, making it difficult to see anything except the outline of the bushes. Suddenly, an orb of bright yellow light flies out of the bushes about the size of a softball. The orb goes up and over the cinder block wall into the neighbour's yard. Both me and the cat jump out of fright. I run back inside, being filled with the familiar dreaded feeling of being around something paranormal. Collecting my courage... I grab a flashlight and go back out to see if anything was there and to find the cat. I go, well, if you'd left the door open, she could have got know, back yeah, in, couldn't yeah, she? Apparently, yeah, anyway. I go back to the corner of the backyard and see nothing in the bushes where the orb came out of. I search the whole yard and can't find the cat, who is also too little to jump the cinder block walls. That's what you think. The whole time being outside again felt wrong, like I shouldn't be there. I went back inside and waited a couple of hours until the cat showed up in the window, still in a state of panic. I knew I saw something with this experience because it was this weird little cat who brought my attention to it. A few days later, my parents are back from their vacation and I tell them my weird experience. This kind of freaked out my mum, who has read the community Facebook posts about the neighbourhood having paranormal activity. Going to bed, I suddenly see a bunch of police cars show up outside the neighbour's house and our house. Police are getting out with their guns drawn. I alert my parents and we lurked in the windows wondering what's going on. I see the next-door neighbour girl outside talking to the police. Nothing really happened except the police searching her house. The next day, my dad calls our neighbour asking if everything was okay and if they could help. Apparently, their daughter is home alone while they were away. She was walking in the hallway when she sees this black, shadowy figure in the house at the end of the hallway. She screamed and ran for her phone and called the police. The police searched the house and the surrounding area but found nobody or any evidence of a break-in. This was the neighbour's house the orb flew into the yard of a few nights prior.
0: Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. As you say, I would be intrigued to find this this community group where they're all talking about the paranormal experiences within the neighbourhood. Yeah. You know, if they're saying it blew up with comments. Um, So that would be an interesting little group to find.
1: Yeah, I mean, interesting as well, because kind of orb, you usually think alien, but then in this case, he reckons this orb is linked to a shadowy figure in the house.
0: Where do you think orb alien?
1: Well, you don't hear orb and ghost, do you? Yeah, all all the time. It's like. What, like a ghost coming out of a Pokeball? What's a Pokeball? What do you mean, what's a Pokeball?
0: You mean like Pokemon?
1: Yeah, like an orb coming and a ghost popping out of it like it's a Pokeball.
0: No, I mean like someone took a photo of an orb, but it's dust. Yeah, but this
1: isn't like a photo. He's actually seen a glowing orb like the sun.
0: Oh, right. Okay, fair point. Bright yellow light.
1: Like yeah, the sun. it's not Ooh. a
0: Pokeball, anyway.
1: No, but I'm saying, if you're saying that's linked to a ghost, I'm saying, Aha, in what way is it linked? It, it, this is The the only possible way I can see these being linked is the ghost <laughs> is it, it popping out of the orb. Right. Like, okay. uh, No, not if it was a Pokeball. Let's not get too confused. If it was like a Pokeball, right, okay. where the ghost is inside the orb, the orb flies... Wherever the orb lands, the ghost pops out.
0: Okay, so you didn't think there was like a, a, a young teenage anime lad like behind the fence going, go, go, super ghost and throwing a ball to the floor like they do in Pokemon.
1: No, but like, you know. You but you never know. Can't really end it
0: now. Hey, did I tell you this? Hey, hey, did I tell you this? Hey. Speaking of, of um, like, you know, the police, temple, you know, I used to really enjoy, before my dad got new, new windows prints of the old house that we lived in. Hmm. Right, and he got those windows, annoying ones, you know, where like, they push open from the bottom so they go up, like they lift up as opposed to open as opposed to opening right to left, they open down to up.
1: Right, yes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean.
0: But we used to have the windows that opened right to left. And what I used to love doing is Opening that window completely wide, so it was just a complete open rectangle. Mm. Turn all the lights off in your bedroom, put the doors on. And just smoke, not like anything illegal, just smoke cigarettes, like looking at the stars. Mm,
1: maybe that's why he did it, to stop you smoking in his house. Because well, Smokers yeah. tend to think if you stick your head out the window, no right. smoke's going to come in the house. And it absolutely
0: do- is not the case. But anyway, I could like literally sit on the windowsill and just smiling, just dead relaxing, looking at the stars and all this new T-satellites and all this kind of Anyway, one night, I'm sitting there smoking, like about 10 at night, pitch black outside, and there's a voice from the, on top of the neighbour's shed. Hey! And I shit myself as you'd expect. Mm-hmm. And because I couldn't see, you know what my eyesight's like, I couldn't mm. see anything in mm. the darkness. So I don't say anything. And he had, hey! And I went, what? Like to nothing. Mm. And he had, what number's this? And I went, what? You know, what house number's this? So it, uh, the I, in the utter panic, I go, oh, like, and tell him, <laughs> like, the neighbor's house number. Mm. And then he heard, on a radio, I'm on a radio. Right. I can have dispatched the 46, like the name, like the, the name of the house. Mm. Next thing, there's two police cars outside and mm. I'm shitting myself thinking because like, I was 16 or something and I'm mm. thinking, oh, am I, does he think I'm smoking pot or something? Like, yeah. Am I, am I getting raided? Turns out, it was a police officer and he'd followed a guy who'd just stole something mm. over, over these back gardens. Right. And the, he thinks the guy was like lying down somewhere in this, in the neighbour's back garden mm. and he'd sneaked on top of the shed right. to get a better look. But you know when you're just like...
1: What a ridiculous communication communication method for the police. Because I would expect that he was trying to burgle a house and like yeah. maybe had a, a target house in mind and wanted to know if he needed to go down a few or if he was at the right one. That, that A, aggressively, is ridiculous. What yeah. I mean, he say to you. Like, Excuse you me, know, if I'm
0: a police officer. Or,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or like he's call a number or something. I don't know. It's just something to identify himself as the police. And what, uh, yeah, and then what numbers house, house this is this? He's lucky he didn't catch me. We're a, trying to catch someone.
0: He's you know? lucky that he didn't catch me in a, when I'm in a paranormal mood because if I was just sat there and I'd, hey, there's a chance I'd look at the sky and go, God. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah, that was my mm-hmm. spooky thing. So yeah. So yeah. So yeah. Um, thank you once again for letting us in to your dark and dingy and beautiful corner. You're welcome. Have you had nothing spooky happen to you lately? That you want to bring up? Um, No. I think you're keeping things to yourself because within the first five months of moving in you were like, T-shirts are flying out, people are knocking on doors and now nothing. Explain yourself.
1: <laughs> I, I don't know how to tell you. Nothing, there's been nothing unusual.
0: I think, and what a film that would make. Just Becca being haunted but not wanting to tell her partner in case <laughs> he makes a meal of it. <laughs> You're like, please stop. Every time I leave the house, you're like to the open room, please stop moving things around. I'm terrified. <laughs>
1: oh, just wait till he goes out. Be gone in 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're having an affair
0: with the ghost now, yeah?
1: Know what I mean? Because you'll make a meal of it. Oh, you're like, oh, okay. honest to God. Keep up.
0: I'll try. <laughs> Brian Tubby, as we established in point one.
1: <laughs> you are not Tubby. Stop it.
0: Anyway, us pair <laughs> of goths are going to leave today. Um, so we're going to leave it here. Anything okay. you want to add?
1: Um, no I don't think so thank you for visiting Reddit Corner with Becca
0: You're very welcome and once more um, a big all the best fight the fight and all the best to Anthony's wife Indeed. and with that we'll wrap it up okay so tatty bye everyone
1: bye guys bye <laughs>